Hi, I'm James Villiers, and this is the first episode of People I Like, a podcast made in self-isolation in South Africa in a bid to make people feel less alone and happy about their lives. And the first episode is of my best friend, the great, the incredible... Kayla Alexander, she is the social media editor of NetVab24, which is one of the major uh, news outlets in South Africa. And um, we have just watched President Cyril Ramaphosa, like literally like 20 minutes ago, announce a national lockdown in South Africa for 21 days. So Kayla, I want to know how are you doing? How are you feeling right now? Oh, wow, what an intro, babe. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, I am shook though. Like, not actually shook, but shook in my soul. I don't think plan out 2020. This is what we thought about. Like, not in my lifetime. I thought I'd be in a newsroom where we'd be covering a global and national pandemic. Like, journalism school didn't prepare me for this. I am overwhelmed with the information. Um, I don't know. I feel like empaths can relate to this. We're like, you kind of feel like the whole world. There's just like this negative energy. Like, it's just hectic. I don't know, man. <laughs> I'm feeling um, Listen, Kayla. So we, we've been, our company, which we work for in South Africa, have uh, been clo- I've been working from home since last week Monday and then just how, how, how have you been dealing with it how, how's that experience been has it been an easy transition for you or yeah what's, what's been going through your mind mm, I've been sad how are you feeling like I missed the office which is such a like anti-millennial things to say but I think I only miss um, only miss like seeing my colleagues physically and the laughs and mm. I don't know, always the newsroom jokes, but if I'm honest, the adaption has been quite easy because we work online, so it wasn't quite an issue. But how are you feeling? Um, I agree with you with the sentiment of missing pe- like missing the office environment, but I, I think the problem is not necessarily that we miss the office. This is how I quantify or explain it to myself. We don't necessarily miss the office. We, we miss the ability to make plans and to have control over our lives. For example, when I am depressed, um, which happens once a week, I make plans. I like plan my entire weekend. I'm organizing dinner parties. I go out, whatever. And now I'm forced to sit still and sit on my own and just like, like there's these empty gasping hours that's just there that I don't know what to do with. Yeah. Which, but I, I, but on that, I kind of want to share something. So I listened to a podcast by Jay Shetty. I don't know if you know him, the incredible, the incredible guy or monk or whatever you'd like to call him. And he said, um, we we calling we what we're calling right now is we're calling it self isolation, which is true. Um, but another word for self isolation is solitude, um, and to find solitude in this moment. And I I definitely agree with that. Like. This is forcing me to be happy, to be on my own, to be happy with the darkest bits of myself, those crutches, those um, coping mechanisms that I used in the past of phoning someone, going to someone, doing something, keeping busy, aren't there anymore. And now I kind of just have to deal with my thoughts. 
cream. That is so powerful. Um, I love Jay. I think his podcasts are amazing and so enlightening. Um, and I think I watched something very similar to that today. So, you know, I'm obsessed with Russell Brand. Yeah, yeah. Like, Third eyes quivering every time I see him. I like, I love him. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think there's a sense of stillness um, where we realize, you know, the world can stop. You know, everything we thought can't stop. That's why we can't stop. Like the world continues all the time. Like schools are on the go. Like parents need to be somewhere. Um, flights need to be caught. Um, money needs to be made. Like we're constantly on this hassle culture and the universe is just like, mm, I don't know if people believe in that, but like just for the sake of this conversation, you know, um, the universe was just like, hold up, wait a minute, you know, and we just need to chill. I think there is a lot of power in listening to the distractions in your own mind um, and acknowledging them. Um, yeah, and I also think it's a great time for oneness, you know, finding the oneness within yourself to gather all of the feelings of chaos within yourself mm. and trying to process that and make sense of it. Like, that is so powerful. And I think um, one of the positives um, that will come out of this epidemic um, will be, I think, a generation of people who understand that, you know, the superficial outer world, the hustle-bustle world, you know, isn't the only thing that exists, that there is a oneness, there is a stillness um, that is still present in people. And in humanity, you know, I always associate this with, like, ancient cultures. I don't know. Like, I always felt like, you know, 21st century babes, yeah, it's like, we don't do that. Like, we don't stop. And this is a powerful message, I think, that we can stop and we should. And that nature is greater than all of our plans. I agree. I definitely agree with you. So I wrote something uh, for Landisa, which I ran for New Sydney 4, um, that's basically about the fact that we as humans for the past 20 or 30 years thought of ourselves as invincible. We thought of ourselves as people that can do anything and everything. We can cross the bridge. We can move the mountain. If you just put your mind through it, you can change your life, that kind of thing. And realizing, and, and this coronavirus is kind of realizing us that we are not in control. We are just like these ships being pulled in the ocean, wherever the ocean is taking us. And, and it's kind of that surrendering, um, that surrendering of, of to the universe or to God and saying like, I am the speck here and I can't do anything. I've tried, I've tried to run, rule my life and Corona came and told me like, boom, <laughs> you're not in control. <laughs> we, work, we both work in media, so we both deal with news 24 seven. Um, and it's the past three weeks have just been bad news all the time. Like first Corona case, 20th Corona case, 60th Corona case, shutdown, economic crashing, RAND crashing, stocks being sold. It's a lot of negativity and that negativity has a physical impact on you. And is, is the chanting the way that you're kind of able to switch off? Or is there also a thing that you kind of put your phone on silent and you're just like, I actually can't do anything about this right now? 
That's such a good question, Jess. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trained um, to ask questions. Yeah. So, yeah, I think I've been doing the meditations before I sleep because um, I think that's like the only hour of my day um, that is really just mine. Mm. I think from the moment I wake up, it's on my phone, consuming information, news, whatever, getting ready for the day. So um, it's been like a very intentional um, shut off. So close the laptop, put my phone away, <clears throat> play this meditation and music in the background and just take a lot of deep breaths, um, which I'm thankful for Apple Watch though, because that's a reminder you to take a lot of deep breaths. So yeah, I've been trying to take just like heavy deep breathing. Like I, I think that is so good for your immune system as well, just getting a lot of oxygen in your body, but it also helps calm you down and clears my mind. So that's been helping. Also, I go for walks in the morning now in my yard, which is also a privilege because I know not a lot of people have yards, but like just like a 20 minute brisk walk, um, try and breathe a lot just so that I can like manage the anxiety. But I mean, we're doing the damn things. Like we need to just yeah. cup on or yeah. cup on. That's like a yeah. thing we say in Afrikaans. So yeah. you just have to make the pots. You, you need to make the damn pot to do the damn things. Friend, how are you dealing it though? Are you, are you managing? So I'm not gonna lie. My interpretation of social isolating was very liberal. <laughs> <laughs> Understandably, also, I mean, this is something, it's a totally new concept. It's not something we, like, grew up with. So every time, but every time, like, every time I went outside, I felt intensely guilty. Like, I felt intensely guilty. But it's like, and now I kind of just have to make, like, peace with the fact that, like, there's no choice anymore. Now, I I can't feel guilty because I won't be able to feel guilty. I can't leave. Um... It's so I agree with you with the breathing. So what I've I've been doing is I've journaled every morning and every evening, which kind of creates a a, a habit of you kind of know that this is the, the end of the day, this is the beginning of the day. I also do the breathing exercise every morning, um, the Wim Hof method. I don't know if you heard about it, but and um, and it's really been like it's weird because I don't know about you, but I I lay there for nine minutes thinking of myself. Oh my word, I'm stupid. Like, this is a ridiculous... And then, you, then you're done with it, and you feel so great. you just like, oh my word, I'm so happy I did this. And I kind of I want to share something as well. So, I, I grew up in a very conservative family, and a very conservative home. And I used to go on these Christian camps every, um, every December. Not that there's anything wrong with Christian Christianity. Um, and the, at one of these camps, we were, we were praying... And I was starting to breathe like intensely during the prayer, and then my fingers like went like looked like they were becoming demon hands, and I was shaking up and down. And people came and prayed for me, and they were praying for the demon to to leave me. And I was just like, yeah. Anyway, so like that that bugged me. Like for the past five, seven, eight years, I've been like obsessed with what happened there. Like what happened there. And then going through these breathing exercises, I realized like, oh my word, no, I was just hyperventilating. I was having a panic attack. (laughs) Yo, imagine breathing. That's how they think you had a demon. Exactly. (laughs) 
I'm so sorry you had that experience. No, though. but it's such a great story to tell now. <laughs> um, no, it's so good. I actually know, like, quite a few of my friends also say they hallucinate when they do, like, it's like, a, I don't know if it's like a form of Kundalini mm. yoga where they also do, like, the heavy breathing. So I think you were just in your zen. Yeah, no, I definitely and think they so. It's up your zen, babe. And they were like, he's possessed, he's possessed. <laughs> Kayla, I wanted to ask you another question. So we had a conversation t- a month ago in Cape Town before Corona came and destroyed our lives about like our purpose and what we wanted to do about our lives. And we were still like naively excited about 2020 um, because Yo. 2019 was such a, a shit show, if I can say so. Um, and now, kind of now, like, as you mentioned, it's all hands on deck. It's kind of just trying to keep the ship going in the storm. And I'm wondering, this how your, your view of purpose has changed since then. Your, your friend, why are you asking such lit questions, though? I mean, hello. <laughs> okay, <laughs> um, I... If I'm honest, like, for me, purpose has kind of shifted away from, like, the egocentric experience of purpose um, in terms of, like, it being monetary or anything that boosts the vessel that I am, whether it be, like, a new title or new degree, whatever, more money, whatever. So, moving away from, like, career monetary whatever accomplishments i think my purpose has shifted more into a sense of um truly looking at belonging Mm. um, and what my role is in facilitating that for myself like how how do i create the world that i want to be in and for me that has become the purpose for my life. I think especially because the whole like COVID-19 corona thing, you know, isn't very kind. It's not a kind experience for humanity. Um, And seeing the worst and the best parts of what humans are um, is really pushing me into, you know, wanting to create a place that is more just, um, that is more focused on community um making people feel part of something making them feel worthy enough for care you know to be considered um because in the conversations that i've read also um i've got the trend out of people that it's generally about like stupid eugenics kind of notion like it disgusts me like i can't relate man like get that out of your head um yeah so i've just been like focused more around goodness and trying to bring goodness in the world which is a big one for me because um i'm honest you know i'm quite ambitious (laughs) which i think a lot of us are um but also bringing myself to a bit of a standstill where I'm also like, you know, what like the superficial will always come and go. Um, but there's a greater job to be done on earth. Um, and I hope, 
I can define it more um, <laughs> without 21 days in isolation, but you know, I've definitely been like shaken to change my, my purpose a lot, actually. Um, and I'm very inspired by um, the positive thoughts that I've seen on Instagram and people also being honest about their vulnerabilities during the situation. What about you, James? I love how you always like throw it back. Um, the I have decided that purpose is whatever you find yourself at right now. Like I always like thought that purpose like this massive thing waiting for you, like soulmate. Like there's this one thing that's out there, and no, that's stupid. Like my purpose right now is to stay indoors. Like that is my purpose right now. Um, my purpose in a month from now might be to like fund, like pay donations to NGOs to fund people. That might be my purpose in a month from now. Like purpose. Isn't that like every fairy thing in the future anymore? It's like right here, right now. I've got a job to do. I'm a journalist. I have to report on the truth and make sure that people know what's going on. And I have to effing stay indoors. Done. That's my purpose. <laughs> but you know what I'm but saying? But it's true. Like, we, I, we maybe complicate it for ourselves too, too much. We can't maybe like, yeah. Uh, but like, I, I love what you're saying about making a better world and making a kinder world. But my question always about that is, practically, how does that look like? Mm. But, uh, for me, I think that would be, first it would be to disengage from a lot of negative information that I consume and that I participate in. Um, and I think actively it would be... Um, Stop! I'm such a pessimist. I don't know. I, I don't know if this is something that like news people experience, but yo, I'm such a pessimist. Like I'm so negative, um, and that started being kinder to myself and reimagining like a normal experience like this, but with a less critical inner voice that narrates all my experiences. Um, so I don't know if you ever have that experience where you're like in a moment and this inner critical voice is like, mm, damn, you should have been doing this. Mm. You should be doing that. Da, 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 da. So I think for me, a part of my purpose is muting that because I think that takes away from like our inner light, yeah. you know, the goodness that we inherently have in all of us as humans. Um, and trying to actually project more, like speak more goodness in the world, yeah. bring more light. Um, Power of the tongue. Yes, totally. I mean, words are so powerful. Mm. And you know this. This is basically why you also, I think, started Landisa, was because, you know, good news, good words, meaningful. The word is meaningful yes, content. I like that. I like that. Um, and creating meaning for myself in a very similar sense where I change an active about who I am and the world that I move in um, so that when it comes to action, I can actually make something more positive. I hope. Yeah. Um, yeah. Kayla, so I agree, obviously, full, full, full agreement. 
But our lives, so, so 21, we're entering 21 days on Thursday, but our lives aren't going to stand still. We're still humans, we still want certain things, we still want, for example, I'm just thinking of dating, we still want to find love in this world. And, and like, do you think we kind of just have to, like, I don't know, like, are we able to just pause those thoughts and those feelings and those needs? Or how do you deal with them in, in, a, in an environment where you can't really see people? <laughs> ben, I don't know why I'm laughing so much, but I'm just like, mm. So, the girl has just, done, <laughs> has just downloaded, okay, Cupid again. Yeah! Like, I mean, this is prime time exactly. to be texting, you know, to be getting to know people. You're not going to be out your one night standing, babe, you know? Social distancing, <laughs> isolation. So, you're going to have to get to know someone. So, I think we're going to have a lot of great, great romance. <laughs> I'm so excited. Okay, just like a future notes here. We're going to bring Kayla on People I Like Again in six or seven weeks because I want to hear just about what happened with your dating experiences on OkCupid. It's going to be lit. I'm going to. I'm manifesting this now. We're going to get a good boo. I don't know. But. I actually got a push notification from the OkCupid app also, and they're like. You do virtual dating. So many people. I'm just like, mm, this is a gimmick, but y'all know that's what we're going to do. So <laughs> people are going to be getting it on on Skype, on Instagram, DM, Snapchat, whatever. But actually, there's going to be a lot more meaningful connection. But why? Um, why? What are Tinder? Why OkCupid? Um, I think Tinder is synonymous with one-night stands, and I think okay. I'm too old for that now. Okay. Like, I want something, I don't know, more um, meaningful, I guess. I mean, a lot of people probably find meaning in one-night stands, but, like, personally, for me, I can't relate. Um, no. And you? No, no, no. I don't Were wanna... you out on the streets, babe? No, fam. I'm very locked indoors. <laughs> um... Okay, I just want to quickly... So you mentioned, like, obviously, like, I think the the one thing that this 21 days is offering us is also that, like, firstly, you don't have to commit to someone. So someone can't message you in four days and be like, let's go for coffee, because you can't go for coffee. So you have to talk to them for 21 days. And then also, like, like that awkwardness of, I don't want to see you, is not there. Like, you, you know what I mean? Like... The, there's almost like after you, if you go on a date too soon, there might be a feeling of like, okay, maybe this wasn't a good idea. But now that's not there, like, which I think is amazing. Which is like, I like the way you're looking at it. I also think what's cool is that you can break the ice, so you can like video call mm. before meeting in like the next three weeks. So, I mean, if you're cleared, you know, if Cyril doesn't drop another bomb on us. So, you know, at least you can have that, like, breaking the ice experience. Because, I mean, it's not liquor meeting someone. Yeah. And, you know, like, I'm so awkward. Yeah. I'm really awkward. But also, there's so much pressure. Like, that first day, there's so much pressure. You have to be perfect. You have to look amazing. Your nails has to be done. In a physical um, voice coming yeah, through. Exactly. Yeah. And that just like completely robs you from the moment. Okay, now so. another, another question on this. So, I, when I date, my mental health goes 
super, super self. Um, I obsess and I worry and I stress. I check my phone every five minutes. And how hard are you going to keep saying while dating? Ooh. <laughs> I th- uh, yo, James, hectic. Friend, you're coming with the flames tonight, me. Um, yo, I think for me, um, this is a very difficult question, but I do think that there comes like a sense of If you're like settled with yourself and you're good with you know what the situation is like you're not giving into the imagined reality so we all create this like scenarios in our heads of what we think things should be or that th- what things are um so the moment when you disconnect from that and stay in the present like you mentioned earlier about purpose as or like the now um I I think I've been also through breaks that this time I'm prepared. Like, I know what I'm letting myself into. I'm not as naive as what I was when I was younger. So, like, setting my intention. How old for, are you now, Kayla? I'm not that old. Exactly. Exactly. Today. I'm like, fam, you're like two years older than I am. That's not a lot. Uh, no, but I mean, like, our age. Like, we're not like teens. Yeah, but like... You know what I'm saying? I'm definitely, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I feel like maybe I just had, like, so many bad experiences. Oh, virtual hug. Okay. Thanks. Thanks, But I I know, like, we're very similar, where we're also, like, we overthink things. Yeah. And it's just because we're analytical, man. That's just, like, our brains. Our brains are wide that way. That's the way we navigate through the world. So... Um, I think something that has helped me that I've learned um, is just to like focus on the present like there's this really cool thing where um, yo, when you tap yourself on your head when your mind is running away from you just to remind yourself that like you're here now like you're not in your head like it's actually this thing that you can contain um which is which is pretty rad. I, I love think, it. I love myself. It. How do you though deal with that? I know, like, like relationships are hard, friend. This is not my strong point. <laughs> well, this is why we asking, helping each other. Reflect. There's three ways to learn. You learn through reflection, through experience, and through imitation. And we are reflecting now to learn from our experiences. Um, how I I don't know. Um, I kind of like I agree with you like you, you were saying about heartbreak and I've definitely been through a lot of heartbreak and a lot of unmet expectations and now I kind of think I've just like I'm trying to protect myself so I just assume the worst from the beginning yeah anyway. so I'm trying like if I find someone who's like who might be potentially something then I just try and drill into what's wrong with them <laughs> Super healthy. It's so funny because it's so relatable. This is like relatable content right here. Um, Same. I can relate to that. But, you know, I I think I'm so... No, man, Jay. You are so... 
wonderful. Like, I think, I think both of us do have this like experience. Like, mm, something must be wrong with this person. Like, I can't Look, relate. I will like, find something that's wrong with him. I will find something that is wrong with him. <laughs> And that time you are in that investigative move, so I know you. <laughs> but your, I mean, this is a conversation about self worth, eh? Yeah. About like your releasing those like romanticized ideas about while we're not worthy of something that is good because we are worthy of goodness. Um, in all its forms and goodness isn't only necessarily positive you know it can be growth goodness isn't growth goodness isn't insight um goodness isn't self-development so yeah i think yes i love this you're just like i'm i'm listening to you and i'm just like oh my word i love you so much like (laughs) like... i love you more but yeah I, i do think Yo, I think when we come to terms with the fact that we deserve to experience life in all its facets, you know, then we we truly appreciate what is and not what can be or what was. Because I'm a person, like, I tend to live in the past. Like, I'm super nostalgic. Like, I like think back about, like, three, four years ago when things were so much better and I kind of get stuck there. Um, but I do think we we sell ourselves short so much. And that's all like, it's a self-worth conversation that we, I hope in the next three weeks that we can find like a still moment to actually question those thoughts. Because oftentimes we also don't have like time to honestly question the way we think, the way we would like question a piece of like research or data or um, comment from a political person, you know. So we owe ourselves that to, to question why we think a certain way, why we do things a certain way. But you're, it's hard work. That's hard work. And that's why relationships are hard work, though. Because, I mean, you need to be committed to yourself mm. first to invest in asking yourself the questions. And I always have this romantic idea about like, oh, someone's going to help me like fix my brokenness, like help what it do work with me on my issue. I think if you have a relationship like that, that's great. Um, but you can't put yourself out when you're not totally in tune with who you are that was a trip of a conversation i love it yeah. i'm i obviously don't like agree <laughs> I'm, I'm in agreement um you have so many so many things i want to ask oh this is what i wanted to say so the um someone asked me what do like what do you dream about because usually your dreams are like a reflection of the subconscious of what happening up in your subconscious and as you mentioned like there's a lot of things that we do, a lot of things that our subconscious feels and experiences that we don't have time to explore, reflect on. And these next three weeks or whatever time forces you to 
to deal with that subconscious and, and those feelings. Um, I, I don't want to waste too much of your time, but I do want to ask this. So I also think this 21 days is kind of like this amazing 21 days of like, you know, when people fast in church, like this is 21 days of doing something incredible. And um, I want to know what is this 21 days? Like, what is the challenge that you're going to put for yourself to do in the next time coming? Mm, you're James. <laughs> this is why you're a journalist, boo. Um, so I think this is what I'm going to do, eh? Because this is really something that I struggle with. Um, I want to challenge my self-discipline by committing to a morning walk for each of the 21 days. Like, not backing down, not being like, oh, I'm too busy, or, oh, let me sleep in a bit, whatever. So pushing my self-discipline into doing something that's for me, because I know at the end of the day, you know, that's going to give me natural endorphins, stress release vibes, um, good calves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, I definitely do want to challenge my self-discipline. Um, small, it's a small thing, but it's definitely going to help me like focus on my needs at once. Yeah. So I don't think we always do that. Like I'm so invested in my work but what Uh, i think is amazing about that is we are responsible for self-isolating but we're also responsible for taking care of our mental health during this time like we can't wait for someone else to make sure that we're okay we kind of have to do the things like you're doing for going on that walk for the next while i mean you're you wow we need to take ownership of our mental health um that is so so imperative you know I, i think we can't navigate the next 21 days or even just the coronavirus situation in the world we can't navigate that without taking ownership of our mental health and really being conscious about what we consume what we choose to have affect us not questioning you know why we react certain ways um to information whether it be the news or comments that we read online or whatever the national conversation is. Um, and, you know, that we do something to take care of ourselves mm-hmm. because that's what we need to do, you know. That's what we need to fundamentally do to survive. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this virus kind of puts that in perspective where we actually are not focusing on industry to survive or business to survive or you know, some external force to survive, but ourselves. Um, so taking care of your mind should be at the top mm-hmm. and everything else kind of streamlines from that. Kayla, so I am going to end these conversations by saying something I love about you. And I love the fact that our friendship is so effortless. And when we come together... It is just an instant connection and overflow of joy and just like getting each other. Like, like when you say something, I just get what you're saying. Like, you don't have to explain it to me. I just understand it immediately. And I think, yeah, I just think that's, that's such a gift. And um, yeah, I'm just so honored by you. And I look forward to, to 
like obviously surviving this crisis <laughs> but but like I'm looking forward to you like really stepping into your place as not only um, a person who's gonna speak and do great things in, in Media 24 or wherever you find yourself but as a leader as someone who leads the masses into the future um, and yeah I'm just really excited to see that Thank you so much. The feeling is so mutual. Thank I'm you. so thankful for such friendship. I mean, what friend just like does the damn things to like make things for the quarantine? Yeah, James, thank you. And thank you for having me on your podcast. Like, I feel so honored. Um, you are a light in the world, dude. Like, I think. I don't think the world needs more of you. I think you're too special and I think you need to be cherished. Like we need to just keep you keep you safe, y'all. We need to protect James for the quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> tears, actual tears. Okay. Thanks so much, Kayla. I'll speak to you in the like eight weeks to hear about uh, your dating life. Yes, we're going to follow up on that, James. Thanks Thank for being... Thank you so much, love, friend. Okay. Thanks, Dave. Bye!